0: It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. Is set. again. Oh,
1: John. boom! Swings it out to Sadiq Faye. in the corner. To Rahman at midcourt. Extra pass.
2: And it goes for the win. The three point
3: the give, Walker! Danny Walker! Touchdown! Swing. Goff's got it. Back, looks, throws, and Yes! Caught!
4: Touchdown to Craig They did it! I'm in Ross they brought Brown to the Steve again! Sends one to deep left center field. Back it goes and that ball out of here! A grand slam from a Miguel Cabrera! He's got two goals! Parkin in on goal! Scores! His first career
0: your host, Anthony Bellino.
1: Rise and shine, folks. Welcome back here to X's and Bro's on the Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you ride along with us. No matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio as well. We say good morning to you. We welcome you. We thank you. We appreciate you. Of course, we encourage you join the program at any time. Text the keyword sports radio, send that to 21000. Sports Radio to 21000. Meyer Supercenter Guest Line 248-951-2176. 248951-2176. Let's get to uh, Freddie who's on hold. let to talk about the new bases.
2: Good morning, Anthony Bellino. How are you, sir?
1: Good morning, our friend Freddie. Happy thirsty Thursday.
2: You as well. I'm su- I'm such, I woke up with such a positive attitude today. I'm so happy. And uh, I just wanted to, first of all, I want to talk about the basics, but i got to do a little cleanup on aisle three, if you don't mind. Um, first of all, hello to the state of Michigan. I hope everyone's well. Even you in Ohio, we love you in Ohio. We love the Ohio State Buckeyes. We love Ohio. We love Toledo. What do you call that, the Glass City? Is that what you call it?
1: Yeah, it's, that's the nickname for the city, the Glass City.
2: The, the Glass City. Got gotcha. you. Any, any reason why they call it the Glass City?
1: Yeah, Libby Glass. Uh, they were the world. Like, I don't know if this the world's uh, number one manufacturer in terms of uh, actual glass and glass products.
2: So, and and hello to you, Will. You as well. One day you'll call when you have an opinion. Now, you know you brought up Nate Oates. I want to do a little cleanup on I O three. How about Nate Oates? We bring them back home. We bring them back to the University of Michigan, or we bring them, or we bring him to the Detroit Pistons. Which which one would you rather have? Nate, not that.
1: Probably the Pistons.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would. I would like that too. I would like to. I like to, I would like to see that as well.
1: Now, that'd be a pretty cool you, rise from high school coach to uh, to professional coach. I think that'd be kind of fun.
2: But you know, you know who else? You know who else did that? And won a national championship, right? In our own backyard. Who's that? Come on, now. You went, You go. You, you cover the school. Who is it? They just named the tunnel after him. Who is it? You don't know who your tunnel's named after?
1: Go ahead. Tell us. Enlighten us.
2: Lloyd Carr.
1: Lloyd Carr. National Championship winning coach. That's right.
2: Yes, exactly. Riverview, John Glenn. Absolutely. Our backyard. He was a great coach. Absolutely. Um, So, um, lastly, before I get to the basis, you know, first of all, the Jimmy G thing, I think it's brilliant. Okay, Anthony Bellino and Jimmy G in the state of Michigan horrifying women. Could you could you imagine? Not horrifying. I'm talking about there would be no women left. There would be no women left in the state of Michigan. So you, hold
1: I'm out. a man of God, Freddie. I'm a man of God. Right? There you go. And he I'm lives a- in Ohio. I'm a minister. Would you, would you please? I'm a minister of the Lord, for God's <laughs> sakes. And it's uh, Toledo's out. abundant natural gas and high silica content sandstone led the New England Gas Company to relocate there in ni- 1888. And it is the glass capital of the world.
2: Well, I would just say, I would just say, if Jimmy G comes here, hold on tight to your woman, because uh, Anthony Bellino and Jimmy G in the same room, you just better watch out. And- you don't, know, you know, if you
1: got a woman and she's willing to leave you for myself or Jimmy G, <laughs> if, we probably don't want if her. If you anyways, got a woman, she's low character, she's low probably warmth. not.
0: She's probably not Jimmy style.
1: You got a woman? She might. It's, it, never mind. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm gonna let that one go. Let it slide. All right, what do you got for us?
2: Um, and plus, we'd have two quarterbacks that took teams in the Super Bowl. How about that? So, now, you and Ryan, you know, have you a little cute, little fun. I love it. Listen, I'm a big boy. I can take it. Keep talking Malik, will, uh, Malik Willis and Zach Wilson. But, you know, the difference between Anthony and Ryan, Ryan will torch the Lions. See, Anthony won't. He'll just keep praising Jeff Okuda, you know, give him all the praise. But, you know, guy, other guys, they can't make mistakes. But, but you know, at least I know Ryan will torture the Lions. Who can't make mistakes? Uh, well, Jeff Okuda because, you know, he plays for the Lions. You, you can't say anything. But He had a really guys,
1: nice season this year until the you know, end of the year.
2: Nice. Yeah, he got benched. He, <laughs> he got benched. Got his, yeah, he got – yeah, he sat.
1: And then he, he, had, then he got injured in the last – he didn't play the last game of the year due to injury, but he got benched in his final two
3: appearances.
2: Yeah, he must live in Ann Arbor. He sat on one of those benches. So, anyways, the bases. Let me ask you this question. Now, um, is there a reason why? Did they explain why they made the bases bigger? And would you be open uh, if they put advertising on those bases?
1: Player safety, right? Everything is in the name of player safety. Uh, so, the reason they did that is because their their hope is that if the base is bigger, that will lead to less uh, collision uh, at the actual base itself, and think about like a first baseman not getting stepped on uh, by a runner because there's a larger target for them. Uh, Also, it shortens up the distance between the base paths, so maybe they'll get, because the base is larger, it'll be a better opportunity to steal because you'll have a larger bag to touch and it'll be closer. Um, But, yeah, player safety was the the initial reason as to why they were going to enlarge the bases.
2: But don't you think what they're really saying is they want more scoring, which will affect the ERAs of a lot of these pitchers in the long run, and mess up records and all that. Because if, if, they, can, if they can get on base more, you're going to score more runs. I think that's what the uh, what Major League Baseball
1: wants, you know. I, well, that the, and I think they definitely want more activity on the base paths. They want more guys on base. They want more. I think that's why they implemented the shift rule uh, because they they want more guys to get on base right and by shifting you're adding more defenders to one side of the field playing the numbers game statistically you know if you're gonna you know you're gonna let's say you're a pull hitter right and i'm going to shift everybody over to third base because you're going to pull it on over there i have a higher opportunity of getting you out by adding that extra defender and strategically placing them there i think we'll see more outfielders coming up i think we'll see more outfielders uh, shifting more maybe maybe bring that right fielder up and put that center fielder a little bit more over the top and then the left fielder is going to have like all of planet earth to cover on that side of the, of the field but i think that that is how defenses will say okay if we can't shift our infielders they got to stay in the dirt we got to two on either side of the bag we're going to put our shortstop as close to that second base as possible it's gonna be like a miniature shift on the infield or we're gonna we're gonna start to manipulate our outfielders a little bit but there will be a defensive uh, combatant to this for sure
2: well, what, what, what would you say to advertising on the bases? Would you be up for that? Could you see
3: it? Well, yeah, Could you I,
1: see I, it, I, or I, would it. you have to have something in the contract that says we have to show first base X amount of times uh, throughout the course of the game because you have to see, you know, Freddie the Pizza Man's logo on first base?
0: Here's an idea. Uh-oh. Who said it? What if – didn't somebody say it looked like a pizza box? That's why I said Freddie the Pizza Man. What if you just made it a pizza box? like a company no. paid no. for it just look like no. a little caesar's pizza box.
1: No, that'd be like saying who uses like a lime green logo. Like let's say LimeWire was still around they sponsored the NBA. We're not trotting out there with a lime green Cricket basketball. Wireless. Cricket Wireless. We're not using the Cricket Wireless Spalding. No, absolutely not, Dan. Take your sponsorship somewhere else.
2: I would say I would say a picture of two pork chops and put Danny's fine foods on the bomb. That's what I would do. So, no, we no, don't no, do no. We, we hardly
1: do any advertising, Freddie. Uh,
2: hey, trust me, I, I know, I understand that very well. You don't have to when you're the best. You don't have to advertise. Just like Jimmy G, when you're the best, you don't have, when you're the best, you don't have to advertise.
1: Yeah, he he might need hey, a PR firm to do some advertising to get this next deal.
2: Have a good uh, have a good day, guys. Uh, go uh, go, Lions.
1: All right, there he goes. Go Lions. Yeah, I have no problem criticizing Jeff Okuda. He had a better season than his first two. And the second one, he was injured. (laughs) Like, come on. Ain't no problem criticizing him. None at all. Step aside. We'll come back. Uh, USDA Scott wants to talk about school funding. We'll be back with that next year. Exes and Bro's Michigan Sports Network.
3: Imagine this. Winning big at Soaring Eagle. Do it for the love of money. Saturdays in February, 7 to 11 p.m. Winners choose $3,000 in premium play, $1,500 cash, or 1,500 entries into the February 25th drawing for a Chevy Camaro CL1. For the love of money, $130,000 giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, your getaway. Reimagine. Visit suingeaglecasino.com for complete and details. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at mhsaa.com at mhsaa on Twitter and mhsaa on Facebook. The latest news TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7 everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com.
4: There's more to love for less at Meijer. Pick up mouth-watering certified Angus beef boneless New York strip steak and pair it with farm-fresh peach or raspberry bubbly Moscato. Get 30% off select Valentine's Day candles and set the table with a three-rose arrangement. Don't forget the sweets. Buy one, get one 25% off Valentine's candy. Find everything you
1: need for a tasty, love-filled Valentine's Day with just one stop at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you ride along with us. No matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening, text the keyword Sports Radio, send it to 21,000. Meyer Supercenter guest line 248951 2176. 248951 2176. USDA Scott is on hold in the Meyer Supercenter guest line. Scott, I got a question for you, real quick. You there? I'm here. Okay. Here's my question On Tuesday, we had the aftermath of what took place the tragedy there um in east lansing somebody called in and said the united states is the safest country in the world was that you yes okay so i did some research because i when you said it uh, the first thing that came to my mind was the donald trump gif. wrong uh, but i just wanted to clarify currently according to us uh what is it us news and review number 47 in the world is the united states as far as safety i mean we have multiple shootings every day of the week here
5: and the and the 46 countries that are before us well here let are me give either. you let give let me no let me give, let no, me give then you some let me give you some let me, give you some let me tell you let me tell you the something 46 countries ahead of us are uh-huh. either socialist communist
1: or Wrong. you want to get
5: into pol- you want to get into politics with me double
2: uh, double socialist, double don't communist wrong. It's, it's or not, wrong. Scott, or scott scott
1: scott scott that's wrong scott that's wrong that's not even close let's go through it let, just real quick let me just help you out here switzerland communist you, you're Swiss, wa- I'm Swiss-
5: wasting I'm, you're wasting my time here. i'm not
1: scott oh but hold on you, that's just it's like that'd be like saying that um maybe like saying that the best quarterback in the nfl you throw is
5: trump, you throw trump at me
1: I, like, well yeah, I have to I, I had to just you know make sure that you, you could visualize what I was going through in my mind, the wrong you know you know the gif, right? Switzerland, Denmark, New Zealand, Norway, Sweden, Finland. Canada, the Netherlands, Austria, Australia, Belgium, Ireland, Luxembourg, Portugal, and, and Germany, every, and Japan, every, Spain, every Italy. Names the don't UK, even add
5: up to as many people as we have.
1: Greece, Poland, Singapore, <laughs> France, Croatia, Hungary, exactly. Chechia, the United Arab Emirates, Estonia, Qatar of all places, Latvia, South Korea, Slovenia, Lithuania, Slovakia. Uh,
0: I think Scott, you know Scott probably meant safety as in uh under from attack from a foreign nation i would imagine is what he meant
5: that's exactly what i meant thank you thank you thank you i meant that you know we haven't had an invasion on our soil well i guess 911 was an invasion of some uh, type
1: but yeah it's not an
5: invasion uh, but um, no, there's just uh, and and now Biden's balloons. You want to throw out politics? I guess I'll throw that out at you. But I don't want to talk politics with you today. Well, I just
1: I just want to clarify want to that we, we weren't even close funding. to being the safest place. That's cool. all I wanted to you know, double check
5: on. I wanted to talk school funding and the reasoning behind schools like a you know Carmel, Indiana, or places. Well, guess what? Get, Indianapolis did something. Grand Rapids did years and years ago. The Grand uh, the the OK conferences over here, Ottawa Kent, Ottawa and Kent County. It covers Muskegon. It covers Holland and Grand Rapids and Kentwood. I mean the whole the whole thing. Well, it used to be separated into just um, you know public school. Per, uh, Private school used to be um, kind of like the Detroit PSL of Detroit, you know, how, how some of that's lined up. But about, eh, I'm going to say 15, 18 years ago, they decided to just put everybody together. And our city schools like Muskegon, who has tremendous, tremendous, they, they don't have a lot of money, but they have tremendous facilities because there's donations that come in. We're fortunate over here. We have we have the Meyer family. We have the DeVos family. We have the Cokes, the Van Andels. The uh, <laughs> there's just there's a lot of people who dump money into schools. I mean, there's probably uh, fifteen Fred and Lena Meyer uh, soccer fields and football fields in our in our area around here. So. <laughs> Um, that's a very fortunate thing, but Indianapolis as a big city did that about 12 years ago and they're experiencing the same thing where more donations are going to, um, I, how would you say it, not, not down parvish, uh, a little less, uh, economically sound areas. You know, I, I, I don't know how you would put that, but, uh, They've benefited from just grouping everybody and and having all the suburban schools and, and the city schools. You know they they separate and put them in different conferences, and it's really really worked. I mean, you go around here, <laughs> come to a couple football stadiums, go to go to a Granville High School, and it looks like Grand Valley State. Go to you know it just. It's just uh, amazing what money that people will put in um, to support schools if 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 everybody is equal.
1: Yeah, and my whole my whole point was that yeah, Carmel, Indiana can have these great facilities, and they've got some pretty good programs as well. But at the end of the day, like you know, if you have uh, a, t- a friend of mine teaches in Detroit Public Schools, she had four parents show up for parent teacher conferences, and you know, newsflash, surprise all four of those kids are all a students. That was my whole point. Like, it doesn't matter. Like you can have great facilities. If you, if you're, if you're not starting at home base, if our, if our parenting isn't good, if there isn't emphasis at home on, oh,
5: you're, you're missing some of the point. Some of these kids that used to go to, uh, grabs Catholic central South Christian, some of these places that where they, they you know, their, their parents lived downtown. Their families were from downtown, but they'd go to the private schools. A lot of those kids, a lot of those good kids, including education, including highly educated kids. I mean, if if a school gets more funding, then I mean, Meyer family, DeVos family, they don't just dump money into sports programs. They dump money into the into the libraries and 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 helping to build. Uh, auditorium so the uh the fine arts are are more uh uh advantageous for kids to stick around there too so it gives it gives the whole it gives the whole meaning of uh uh philanthropy a a a a a, a real boost when um somebody can just not donate to the school that their kids go to but they donate to i mean some of these people have billions of dollars. I mean, a five million dollar soccer field is like you and I donating a hundred bucks <laughs> to our local charity. You
1: know, even even I- then, I'm clutching my clutching my pearls. But no, I mean, yeah, that, you you do raise a you do raise a very good point. And and for you know, as you mentioned, some of the families that are out there, especially uh, the Meyer family, you know, Doug Meyer and company, like you know, that's to be able to have that ability and to be able to reinvest it into your communities and and really, you know, statewide is, I mean, that's, that, that's, that's putting your money to good use.
5: Oh, it's huge. It's, 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 uh, it's what, um, and you know what, for the, for the most part, the people with big money like that, they do do those things. They get a bad rap sometimes. I mean, I, even owner, even owners of these sports teams, um, you know, Mark Cuban donates his time and, and, and millions and millions of dollars every year. I'm not a huge fan of his, but I'm a huge fan of him taking care of people.
0: I was going to bring that and- up, Scott. There's nobody on this side of the state that is exactly into the uh, the helping the youth, at least openly. Like, uh, when I was a kid, pro- for I mean, and probably 40 years at- before that, there was Adre Appliance, and they literally supported... Every little league, I mean, in Wayne County, I'm pretty sure. Like T-shirts, it was insane. Everybody played for Adre Appliance. Like, there's nothing like that on in, in the on the east side of the state anymore.
5: I I go back all the way to the Chrysler's and the Fords donate. They used to donate locally. When I, I, I you know, I I would have went to Redford High School, and if we if my family would have stayed there, but you
0: where'd know, you grow up, Scott? Huh? What road you grow up at? What road? What roads were you at? Like if you were going was, to go to Redford, do you know?
5: I know I was eleven when we left. I was I was right I was right on the border on uh, Redford and Livonia, if you know that area.
0: That's oh, I mean I, that's where I grew up.
5: Okay, well that, that's where I grew up, but. <laughs> Um, no, I mean uh, I would have stayed in Redford the last uh, my junior and senior year. They had no sports because <laughs> too many shootings. But that's neither here nor there. I, you know, I, I, like the, we 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 pretend like these shootings things never happened. Uh, it's just that you know <laughs> back in the day it was it, it was you know usually kids that did it. But
1: well, anyway, we'll be, we, we got to hit the break, Scott. We'll be back with more X and Bros after this here on the Michigan Sports Network. <laughs>
3: Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Do it for the love of money. Saturdays in February, 7 to 11 p.m. Winners choose $3,000 in premium play, $1,500 cash, or 1,500 entries into the February 25th drawing for a Chevy Camaro ZL1. For the love of money, $130,000 giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine.
4: Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Ultralight Beer St. Louis. From planting a simple seed to managing a global food supply, growing, processing, and distributing food is the backbone of America. You deal with food safety and labor issues, cost control, and not to mention Mother Nature. But do you have time to explore research development and biotechnical tax credits? Properly administer payroll for temporary employees? Ensure that you're operating at your most profitable? That's where we come in. We're Bean Garter. And while your business is America's food supply, our business is helping you run your business better. We'll assist with tax credits, assess your processes and controls, and so much more. And while we may not be able to help you plant your crops, we can help you realize a rich financial harvest. From the family farm to worldwide distribution of all the things you grow, grow your business better. Experience, service, expertise, and simplicity at Bean Garter. Find us online. Beangarter.com BeanGarter.
0: Long on the Meyer guest line. Call 248-951-2176. That's 248-951-2176. Now, back to Danny, Ryan, and AB. Hey, folks, a
1: reminder. Swag and surf your way over to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the association. This week, new customers bet $5 to win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code HUGE, promo code H-U-G-E only at DraftKings, where new customers can bet five on the association, get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings, only using promo code HUGE. 21 plus in most eligible states. Age does vary by jurisdiction. Void to our friends in Ontario and in Ohio. Bonus issued as free bets. Opt-in is required. Eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Got a gambling problem? Call one 800 gambler it's Danny Halen, Ryan Elke. I'm Anthony Bellino. Welcome back here to X's Ambrose. Joining us now talking about the Detroit Lions and covering them. For the pride of Detroit, our good friend, Jeremy Reisman. Jeremy, my man, what's going on? Happy Thirsty Thursday to you, my friend. How are you, partner?
6: I'm doing well, Anthony. Good to hear from you. How you been?
1: I am uh, I'm really good, actually. I'm I'm fantastic at this juncture of the day because it feels like we have survived an offseason in which coming off of the 2022 season for the detroit lions we thought that maybe we would see some of our uh our, our coaching staff members get poached and we actually survived relatively unscathed
6: yeah yeah and and it's nice too because it does feel like things are just kind of getting started here and to to kind of lose big chunks of that coaching staff that have been so critical to to the turnaround this early in the in the rebuild and in, in the renaissance whatever you want to call it would have been a, a you know, maybe not a a killer step back, but it would have been a a, a step back that they would have had to recover from. So it's certainly nice to see uh, a lot of friendly faces come back,
1: you know, I really did feel like Ben Johnson, when the when the interviews were first getting started, we knew that Aaron Glenn and Ben Johnson, because of the success that this defense had in the second half under AG and Ben Johnson and how this offense was just putting up thirty points basically on command, it, it really it, it did kind of feel like, okay, one one of them's going to leave, like at some point. And then Ben Johnson decided that, hey, I'm not going to take any more interviews. I'm going to I'm going to go back. I don't know what really spawned that, what was the real reason behind that, but you know, basically saying out loud that I want to finish kind of what we started here, that being the first domino to fall, I felt really, really secure. Even if the Lions would have lost defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn, I did feel confident with Ben Johnson at least coming back that there would be. Head coach and one of the coordinators there. I felt like you know from a stability standpoint, that was really a step in the first direction and in the right direction first.
6: Oh yeah, that that was huge. Getting Ben Johnson, I think, was maybe the, the biggest off-season move they're going to make all all year, and and that may, might even include the the first round picks in the draft. Honestly, um, he's been so critical to to what um, the Lions have been able to do offensively, and it really started in in, in 2021, right um, when when he kind of took an elevated role once the Lions moved on from from Anthony Lynn and um i mean you can just see it you can see his impact on on some of the brilliant plays that he calls on some of the fun trick plays that work um and you know you don't know how much is necessarily him with with the improvement of jared goff i mean you have to give goff obviously a lot of credit to that but i think there was also a concern there too where you know goff had a breakout season would he continue to have that sort of success if if, um ben johnson wasn't there so luckily we, we won't need to know that answer at least this year um and, and, yeah, I think, uh, you know, he had a really good interview with uh, Tim Twentyman this week and, and talked about some of the reasons why he came back and, and why Detroit felt so special to him. Um, he, he mentioned how he was at a Garth Brooks concert at Ford Field and was like, this is a crazy atmosphere. It's going to be this crazy when the Lions finally get a home playoff game. And that that seems to kind of be a running theme with a lot of these coaches. Like, they, they sense that Detroit is on the verge of something special that this – Um, The city has been starving for a a, a good football team, and they want to see it through and see what happens when, when they get there.
1: And and that's a that's such a such a beautiful thing. And because the, the energy was palpable this season. I mean, you were there, yeah. you saw it, you could feel it, you heard the noise. It's like the Jacksonville game, the crowd got quiet, and you know, my my boss is looking at me down on the field and he's going, What do you think it is? I was like, I think people are just shocked that this game is so out of hand that we're we are yeah. not used to bludgeoning people like this. We are just taking them to the woodshed. And then we had this this Cardinals vacancy. That finally, you know, I think maybe everybody can, you know, collectively exhale as they hire Jonathan Gannon. So we should be all set now. Everybody comes back. Aaron Glenn returns. He might be somewhat personally disappointed, but at the same time, sort of excited that he gets the opportunity to continue to build what they have going on in Detroit uh, as well. When you looked at Aaron Glenn in some of the interviews that he got, in the potential of him leaving, what this means for this defense moving forward that just took a huge step in that second half of the
4: season.
6: Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's all about stability, right. Um, and, and, and consistency. And, and that's what you need on defense. That's what you really need on every part of the game and um, bringing him back is is huge. Um, I, I know he still very much has a lot to prove as an offensive coordinator. You know, I don't think the defense, even by the end of the season is where they they want it to be. But Aaron Glenn has said it multiple times. He wants to be the best defensive. He wants to be the best coordinator, I think you said, in Detroit Lions history. And listen, last year was, it felt like a transition year. Because I know a lot of people say, well, it was year two. Like, he should have built upon year one. Um, but one thing that, that him and Dan Campbell kept reiterating to the media was that defense in, in, in 2022 was nothing like the defense in 2021. There was really only two starters carried over from year one to year two, and that was Alex Anzalone and uh, Ali and McNeil. Everyone else around them was new. And so now you're entering 2023 and, you know, you probably expect seven, eight, or nine of those guys back, if not more. Uh, and so that sort of stability is going to help Aaron Glenn, I think. And I think Aaron Glenn sticking around and, and kind of running the same defense and, and all those young players on defense, knowing what's expected of them the consistency works on both sides right it helps Aaron Glenn and it helps the players and so I think I think it's reasonable to expect at the very least for them to pick up where they were when they left off at the end of last season because you're right like they made a big significant turnaround there um you know Carolina game excluded uh that helped them win games I mean they, they held Aaron Rodgers to what nine points in the first game and how much was it in the finale not you know I think they only scored one touchdown in that game so um it, it, it really was a promising end of the season. And now that most of the pieces are coming back, I think you can expect them to uh, hit the ground running in 2023.
1: Jeremy, when that news came out, and by the way, if you're not following him already, what are you doing with your life? Visit him on Twitter, <laughs> Detroit online, and then argue with him there about why you should be the GM of the Detroit Lions. We love <laughs> that kind of stuff on Twitter. Uh, but Jeremy, I, I look at the the loss that this staff did have, and that was yeah. Deuce Daly. And for you know, Deuce Daly to go to Carolina. Um, I, I don't know the full background story. I know that there is a, a family member with some health issues. He is, you know, he grew up in Columbia, South Carolina, so he can be closer to his mother. He played at USC, no, not the Trojans, but the other USC, the Gamecocks, uh, before having a decade long run there with the Philadelphia Eagles. Frank Reich and he worked together uh, before in Philadelphia as a part of that Super Bowl title 2017 uh, season. He goes to Carolina. It kind of felt shocking, but it also kinda of felt like the Lions staff knew that there was something greater than football going on here. So yeah, go have a conversation. If you want to go, you can go.
6: Yeah, and that that felt like a very classy move from the Lions. And, and you know, I think most franchises would do something similar, but you know, he takes a, a completely lateral move. He's it's he's basically the same um title that he that he had here in Detroit. He's just the head coach, running backs coach. And you have to imagine that that most of that decision was um, spurned by, by the family issue. Um, and, you know, I don't want to get too much into that. It's obviously a personal issue for him. Um, but, you know, it, it seems like he had a classy exit. You know, um, uh, Frank or uh, Taylor Decker uh, spoke on a, on, a, on a local podcast. And, and mentioned how he called everyone on the offense individually and, and told them the situation. And, you know, he was just as committed to seeing this turnaround, I think in Detroit as, as anyone on that coaching staff, but sometimes there are more important things in football. And so um, good on the lines for letting him go and, and good on Deuce to, to making sure that his priorities are straight. And, you know, I, I do think the Lions got quite a replacement in, in Scotty Montgomery, a guy who, is an offense. It will be an offensive coordinator. I think in this league, um, coming from the the Colts, where he obviously did a phenomenal job with guys like Jonathan Taylor, and and has the you know has the experience as a former player too. So he kind of checks all the boxes of what the Lions look for in, in in that position. And so now you know if you do lose Ben Johnson, I know we've all kind of been circling Tanner Ingstrom as the guy who's going to take over as offensive coordinator when Ben Johnson eventually leaves. I think the Lions have another option now in Scotty Montgomery, and and it looks like, you know, he's staying after. I know he was uh, in competition for the Bucs offensive coordinator job last year. He was uh, a finalist for the Panthers offensive coordinator job, I believe. So um, this guy has a a very bright future. And so, um, you know, you're you're definitely going to miss Deuce. He has quite the relationship with with a lot of players in those locker rooms, but you hope that Scotty Montgomery can come in and build some relationships pretty quickly himself.
1: Jeremy, do you believe, uh, speaking, staying in the running backs room, do you think that the Lions uh, make a move here, whether in free agency or at the draft, to uh, maybe change that room around a little bit?
6: Yeah, I mean, obviously the first decision has to be made on Jamal Williams, and I think I think everyone's expectation is that he's going to come back just because there's obviously going to be a lot of mutual interest. Um, he, he meant so much to the leadership in that room, and um, obviously he, he's Performed on the field too, right? So that's the franchise record for rushing touchdowns in season crosses over a thousand yards for the first time in in a while in this franchise. Um, but but after but beyond that, like yeah, there there has to be at least a thought about looking towards the future because um, DeAndre Swift's uh, rookie contract is coming to an end after this upcoming season. And uh, at this point, I don't know if the expectation would be to re-sign him. So you have to start looking. Um, you don't necessarily have to make the move this year. Running back is one of those positions where you can make an immediate impact. So if you want to run it back with the crew you had last year, I think you could. Um, but the Lions have a lot of draft capital, and, and there are some interesting names in, in this draft class. So um, I, I'd be surprised if they dive into free agency um, this year. But I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them potentially draft a guy either on you know day two or day three.
1: Now, speaking of free agency, we can go there next before we go into the draft. Is, is there is there a guy or a position that you believe that the Lions should take a look at within this free agent class upcoming that you
6: think would be a nice addition to this team? Yeah, I mean, I think the conversation has to start at corner. Um, you know, I, I always kind of go by the idea of free agency is to make sure that you don't have to reach in the draft, you, you know, make it so that you have playable starters at every single position. And that's not always easy to do, but I think the lines are starting to get in a position where they can knock out pretty much all their needs in free agency and then just go into the draft and go, Hey, Let's just go for the best player available. And you look at the Lions roster right now and corner is, I think, by far the biggest concern. You don't really know where you are with Jeff Okuda, who essentially got benched towards the end of last year. Outside of that, you really only have Jerry Jacobs and, and Chase, uh, Chase Lucas signed to the roster. So you got to get it figured out there. I think you need to add at least one starter, um, maybe even a nickel starter in free agency. I don't necessarily have any particular names in mind yet, but. Uh, I think that's a position you really have to look at. Um, Depending on who you bring back, I think maybe defensive tackle is another position you need to look at. I know a lot of people are are circling Duran Payne as as a potential target. He's going to be pretty expensive, but he is young. And, you know, he does bring a lot of disruption up the middle of the defensive line, which is something the Lions have been missing for quite some time. So I think those are probably the two positions you you at least circle and say, hey, let's see what we can do in free agency to kind of ease up our, our big board when it comes to draft day. But, um, yeah no I don't I don't have any specifics yet that that are that are my guys necessarily,
1: you know and anytime somebody says it's going to be pretty expensive I I I'm like that Dave Chappelle gif where he's got the crown on his head and he's he's holding all his money and he he doesn't want to that's all, <laughs> it's not even my money it's but it's a, it's collectively our cap space so I get very right. we start talking about expensive we start talking about. You know, $10 million or more a year. I start getting, I start panicking. I'm looking at numbers. Yeah. I'm like, what about signing bonuses? How do we make all this work? Another guy, money wise, that they're going to have to look at. You already mentioned Jamal Williams, mutual interest there. What about a guy like DJ Chark?
6: Yeah. And I, I'm just kind of working on a piece on him because that's another, I think, really. Ooh, it's decision. a teaser, folks. Got to yeah, stay tuned. Try to
3: Detroit.com. <laughs>
6: <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a tricky situation. You know, he he really kind of shined towards the end of last season and, and brought a dimension to the game that the Lions have been missing in, in the deep ball, and it really started to show up at the last at the end of the last season. But at the same time, you got he got Jameson Williams waiting in the wings, and he's also going to bring that dimension to your offense. And so you have to wonder first. You have to wonder how much DJ is going to be looking for. Right? They gave him ten million last year, and they're actually going to incur about six million of that cap hit this year from the way the, the contract was structured. And so if, if he's asking to be a lot, I mean, the lions are, are kind of deep at the position right now. You, you got guys that can contribute in Josh Reynolds in Amon Ra in Jameson Williams and, and, and even Khalif Raymond. And so, you know, you, you want as many weapons as you can. I don't think you you can really, it, it's almost like edge rusher, right? You, as many passing threats in, in the league and the way it's played right now, the, the more you can get the better. Um, but it, it's going to be a crowded room. So I, I haven't personally made a decision on, on what I want yet, but I, I think it's maybe one of the more difficult decisions they'll they'll have because he's also a good culture fit, right? He, he's a guy that also wants to be back, but he's a guy that's also dealt with injuries. And so can you trust that? Um, I don't think they can afford to bring him back on, on a $10 million deal like they did last year. Um, but I think, I think there will be mutual interest if it can be a, a much more – uh, affordable deal, but I, I, again, I don't, I don't know if that's what DJ is looking for at this point in his career. He, he's probably nearing the part of his career where he has maybe one or two more paydays in his career, and so maybe he wants to cash in.
1: You can't knock him for it either. You know, if yeah. there, somebody wants to pay me 10000000 i million, million, I'm, I'm, I'm headed out there. Where are we going? I'll go to the, exactly. the, UCon- the UConn territory if you need me to. Whatever I got to do <laughs> to make that 10000000 million, I'm out the door. All right, uh, Jeremy, when we look forward to the draft, a lot of mock drafts out there. You know, Mel Kuyper's going to be out there. He's going to have all the hair. He's going to be talking about, you know, length, <laughs> coach's kid, you know, all that good stuff, uh, sneaky, athletic, quick twitch. Uh, it's another buzzword for you. Outside of all that, I know Mel's already said, Will Levis is his number one quarterback. We are going to take mm-hmm. phone calls on why the Lions should take quarterback with their first pick from uh, – we've already been taking them. So I, it's yeah. just going to continue on. It's going to happen. I don't subscribe to that. Where are you with the two Lions – Detroit uh, Detroit Lions draft picks in that first round if they stay where they're at at 6-18? and 18, What direction would you like to see them go?
6: Yeah, I mean, I think the easy answer is, is- – defense, um, get as many playmakers as you can on that side of the ball. You know, you, you certainly added a couple last offseason, and, and we saw that make its impact towards the end of last year. You know, James Houston and Hayden, Hayden Hudson were, were a tear. And so maybe now you, you fix up that back end. If if you don't get the guys that you want in free agency, the lines, like I said, I mean, they need – they they not only need, um, you know, current starters as, as cornerbacks, they need guys for the future because, again, you, you got Jeff Okuda and his fifth-year option decision coming in, in, in May. Um, and, and who else do you really trust there to, to be the long-term guy? Jerry Jacobs is a, is a great story, but I don't know if his ceiling is, is number one cornerback. So again, that remains kind of a a main need. I I will say, and and not to, not to drum up the, the the light up the the phone lines here. I I do think quarterback at least has to be in consideration here, um, because there, and and nothing against Jared Goff, but eventually you're either going to have to pay him in, in the next two years or, or decide to move on from him. And so you're, you're in a good spot here where if you think that game, you know, that franchise changing quarterback is in the strap class, and I'm not saying there is, or isn't um, you have to consider it. And, and it's, it's a tough decision. It's going to be an unpopular decision um, by, by some people's measures. And, and I, you know, y- you hate to bring up the, like the biggest exception to the rule or the, you know, the, 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 the biggest name, but the Lions almost do kind of find themselves in that Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes situation where, yeah, they look pretty good right now. Um, but is is Jared Goff the elite level of quarterback in, in this league? I think most people would agree the answer is no. There, so if there is one available, I don't think there's there's anything wrong with at least entertaining that idea. That being said, I'm I'm fully in the bag of, of getting defense right now. I, I don't know if that guy is going to be there at six. I don't know if that elite talent is going to be there at eighteen. I know Anthony Richardson is a, is a popular name, and I'm I'm not quite convinced of that yet. So. I, I like the corners in this draft. I, I think there's there's going to be multiple options, whether it's at 6 or 18. Um, and then, um, you know, at, at some point they're going to have to address guard as well. I think um, they, they're bringing all their all their starters back, but you have to wonder about the, the future of someone like Vitai. 18 might be a little early for guard, but it, it's also, um, you know, if, if you want the best one in the class, I think 18 is maybe a spot that you at least consider it.
1: Jeremy Ryzen with a couple of teases there, right? He dangled the article and then the, the then the big carrot there for quarterback, just to reel in. Find him on Twitter at Detroit Online. Jeremy, my friend, as always, partner. Thank you so much for your time waking up with us this morning, my man. We greatly appreciate it.
6: Uh, no problem, Anthony. Appreciate you.
1: There he goes. Uh, for Dana Ryan and Anthony, we'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place. Here on X and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network.